0: Truth lies in bedtime stories, from See-Through News. Series 4, The Quiet Revolutionary, the heroic role played in a plot to assassinate the king by someone you've all heard of, by Sternwriter. Episode 1, Dad, Me and Jimmy P. yourself for a story that embraces the 19th century internet, the guillotine, dodgy watchmakers, a blowgun, and pit the younger. But first, it's only fair to warn you this story contains a double layer of hero worship. First, there's a hero worship my father had for the hero of this story, a man you've all heard of, probably, the man who, one way or another, dominated my father's working career, SPARE TIME AND RETIREMENT. Then there's my own hero worship for my dad, one of whose favourite lines was that he hoped to die at the age of 100, stabbed in the back by a jealous lover. In 2018, Dad fell a bit short, dying just before his 88th birthday, and in the end it was a stroke, not a jealous lover. But if nothing else, Dad taught me to squeeze the pips out of a good gag. I think of my father every day, which makes it strange to think of him as dead. For someone you love, there's no such thing as a good death, but now time has drawn the sting a little, I'm wondering if Dad's life wasn't about as good as it gets. For sure, Dad's life certainly shared many similarities with that of his hero and the hero of our story. Dad was born 106 years after his hero had died. But both rose from humble origins to command the respect of their peers. Both led great adventures of lives. Both had a lifelong love of learning, foraging across a broad range of interests. Professionally and in private, both men had a knack for connecting with all sorts of people from all levels of societies in rapid transition as they responded to existential external threats. Both led remarkably independent careers in a business usually under the thumb of big institutions or big money. Both were active members of many networks of like-minded colleagues, first as mentee and protégé, then as mentor and protector. Not bad lives, then. Not bad at all. When I eventually girded myself to trawl through the contents of Dad's study following his funeral, I found a trove of Books, documents, slides, reproductions, photocopies and facsimiles. This trove forms the basis of the story you're about to hear. Dad had no training as a historian, yet over the course of his life, he managed to assemble pretty much all the available evidence, references, histories and accounts relating to his hero. For you, I suppose, it could look like an obsession. For us growing up, of course, it was normal. In our family, the object of Dad's hero worship was an extra family member. Jimmy P, we called him, though that's not the name you'll all know him by. Now I say it, it does sound a bit strange, sharing a dinner table with someone who's been dead for more than 250 years. But, as you're about to discover, there are many amazing and frankly unbelievable aspects to the life of my Dad's hero. Strangest of all might be that despite his many achievements in an astonishing range of fields, the only reason we all know this Londoner's name today is thanks to a Frenchman who stumbled across his work decades after Dad's hero was buried. The work across which that Frenchman stumbled was a 65-page essay published in 1817. This pamphlet barely caused a ripple at the time, nor for the best part of a century thereafter. Yet you all know the author's name, or rather, what was named after him. As I trawled through Dad's trove, I came to understand why my father felt such an affinity for this long-dead fellow Londoner. Jimmy P. shared the same timeless qualities I admire in my father, principally empathy, compassion, observation and listening. The story I'm about to tell, though fictionalized, is based on all those historical documents about his hero I found in Dad's study. I'm just a storyteller, cribbing off his notes. Any authority I can claim is obscure and marginal, but Gerald Stern and his hero Jimmy P both loved the obscure and the marginal. Both were scientists, and I want to respect their respect for facts. You may be fine with just hearing a good yarn, but, as I'll explain at the end, I'm quite picky about sifting fact from fiction. As the story unfolds, I'll try to be as clear as I can about which parts are gospel and which imagined. Now, your understanding of the imprimatur bestowed by the claim of gospel status, of course, rather depends on your own degree of biblical fundamentalism. Religion was about the only biggie I can think of on which Dad and his hero might have diplomatically agreed to disagree, given that more than a century separated their time on this earth. That's not much of a schism. But that's enough hero worship and nitpicking. We have a tale to tell. As advertised, you're about to hear the true story of the heroic role played by someone whose name you all know in a literally incredible plot to assassinate the king. All strapped in, dim the lights, close the door, blow out the candles, and get ready for the story of the Quiet Revolutionary. In Episode 2, The Cauldron, we reveal the identity of Jimmy P, the man whose name you all know. The series was written, narrated and produced by Sternwriter. Audio production by Samuel Wynne. The Truth Lies in Bedtime Stories is a See-Through News production. See-Through News is a not-for-profit social media network with the goal of speeding up carbon drawdown by helping the inactive become active. For more, visit seethroughnews.org. Thank you for listening.